Blog Talk Radio. having an impact 
as much of an impact on the antibiotics as one would think they should. Yeah. So. Some people's bodies can handle certain antibiotics and let them work properly. Some can't. Well, I've noticed a disturbing trend. Nobody likes to give people penicillin anymore. Hmm. It's all these other medications. So I know, and see, I know penicillin works. It, at least it works for me. It's always worked for me. It's never not yeah. worked for me. But they don't like to give you that anymore. They want to give you all these weird-sounding, unspellable, unpronounceable antibiotics now. And sometimes they work really well, and sometimes they don't work so well. And this one didn't work so well. See, I'm, I'm allergic to any penicillin derivatives. If it's not straight penicillin, I'm evidently allergic to it. Oh yeah, see what I was taking what I was taking was I was told it was related to penicillin but not penicillin. Yeah, I cannot take I, I cannot take any relations. It it has to be straight up penicillin. <laughs> As extended family I, members, boy. <laughs> Yeah, the extended family members, unfortunately, y- y'all don't you either make me look like I got the chicken pox or make me spike a fever and turn into a lobster. Yeah, penicillin, unfortunately, just has a really redneck family. Yes. <laughs> Literally, and I can prove it, I turned red. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so. Well, hopefully the new one will work for you. Yeah, I'm hoping so. Also, on another related medication note, my dog is also allergic to amoxicillin. My dog is allergic to amoxicillin. Ah. Yeah, see, this one I was on, it wasn't even amoxicillin. Like, I'm talking this must be like a third or fourth cousin. Oh, dear. Oh, see, the funny thing about it is I'm allergic to amoxicillin. That was the first penicillin derivative I ever took, and I was allergic to it. I ain't gained red dots. I look like I've got the chicken pox. Him, on the other hand... Evidently, his red blood cells just go bye-bye. So I gain red dots, he loses them. Yeah, me and my cat are both allergic to fleas. (laughs) I think everyone's allergic to fleas. Well, no, like... You know how, like, most people, you get bit by a flea, you get these tiny little dots where the flea bit you? Yeah. I get something that looks like an abscess. Oh, dear. I always know, Peter and I always know when there's fleas. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's like, everybody, it's time for the 
you know, the going to the vet and getting of the the flea medication and going to the pet store and getting of the flea balm. Been lucky. We've we have never caught fleas here. Let me knock on wood here. We haven't really had a problem at this apartment complex because um, up until recently, pets haven't really been, like, they've been anti-dog. You had to have, like, a doctor's note to have a dog. And all animals are required to be indoor only. So usually, you know, it keeps things... Centralized to each individual apartment, but we're seeing more and more people with dogs. I think the the apartment manager we have now is more of a dog person, and we're seeing more and more outdoor cats, and so who knows? Hmm. Um, As far as my sinuses go... Right now, I can only describe them by using a line from the never-ending story. Uh Uh-oh. It was midnight in the howling forest, and the wind whistled through the tops of the ancient trees. (laughs) Let me guess, your nose is the ancient trees. (laughs) Yes. Uh, (laughs) But... Boy, I'm... Go ahead. Yeah, it's it's been actually a really rough week for me. Uh, it sounds the online like it. Com- yeah, in addition to being sick, just being online and trying to deal with online people has been incredibly difficult this week. Hmm. Pretty much people need to start vaccinating their kids because, like, I swear, at least half of the stuff I see online anymore is either pro or anti-vax. Like, people are really, like, this is a huge issue. Mm-hmm. It's, like, all anybody can talk about. And and it wouldn't even be an issue, except for there's some people that want to claim that they have the experience and expertise of a doctor even though they don't. Yeah, because no doctor is actually going to tell you not to vaccinate your kids. Well, no, there's apparently you apparently you can find anti-vax doctors, but most of those anti-vax doctors are under investigation and 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 at risk of having their licenses pulled. Exactly. Their licenses are under review. Um I mean, and it's and it's not because big pharma controls doctors. It's because, like, you can't be a doctor and give anti-doctor advice. You know, it's just right. You know, you can't be a doctor and say, "No, I totally believe you can take arsenic. It's fine." Yeah, that arsenic poisoning is just blown way out of proportion. Right. I personally don't believe that it's as bad for you as it is. 
You know, it, 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 they, they can't do that and still be called a doctor. <laughs> no. Basically, and I mean, it's the same yeah. With, some... Go ahead. I was going to say, it's the same with vaccines. It, a, a, a doctor that's doing their job can't say, no, you don't have to get a vaccine. It's totally an optional thing. They can't do it because yeah. it's wrong. Yeah, because, I mean, it's not like vaccines are new. Okay. These vaccines have been around for decades. Okay. It's not like it's something new that the pharmaceutical companies just came out with. I mean, well, and even, not, again, even the newer vaccines, like the chickenpox vaccine, it's not. Well, that one just really isn't it's new. new. Doesn't, it's not really new. It wasn't around when I was a kid, or if it was, nobody knew about it. Well, it was, but it was, you know, doctors really didn't push it because they felt that, you know, it's just better if the kid got got the chicken pox. But unfortunately, yeah. with, you know, the advent of finding out that, okay, if you got the chicken pox, you can possibly be at risk of shingles. Which and is if you take a chicken pox shot, it doesn't put you at risk of shingles. Right. Which is great. So I mean it's kind of like they they had it but it was one of those things of, you know, just, just it was one of those safe diseases. You know, you 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 know yeah. Betty Sue down the street is she has chicken pox and like every mother on the block, regardless of whether or not they like the mother, or if mm-hmm. their kid liked that kid, you know everybody <laughs> visited Betsy Sue in the hopes that their kid would get the chicken pox. I mean, it was the one time. It was the one time in any kid's life that they were the most popular kid in the block. Yeah, because every mother was forcing their child over there. No, it wasn't like. Go ahead. Well, and I mean, I think you were about to say it wasn't like the measles, which can kill you. Exactly. But that's the thing. Is, is, is there parents out there now that are like, I don't believe that measles is really as bad as they say it is. Apparently some jerk actually wrote a book, a children's book, trying to convince kids and their parents that measles is actually a cool thing. You yes. want to get measles. And then someone actually okay. published it. Yeah, well, actually, it's probably no. There probably it probably was not an actual publisher. It was probably one of these publish yourself. Well, it's you pay them. Purchased it on Amazon, though. Same thing. Like, like, it's a publish yourself. Mm-hmm. On Amazon, you can publish yourself. Oh, I didn't I've looked into it. I, I looked into it. You can do ebooks on there and publish yourself. 
But, um, I mean, yeah, okay, measles are not that deadly. Uh, look at what happened at Disneyland. Well, but even when measles doesn't kill, measles can cause permanent blindness. Mm-hmm. Measles can cause permanent health effects that you never get over, just like polio, even if you manage to survive yep. like my grandma did. You know, my grandma was one of the lucky few who survived. It affected yeah. her it has affected her health. It it still affects her health today. You know, it it and, and it didn't just it didn't just affect her health because the way it affected her health prevented her from really disciplining your kids because you can't discipline them if you can't catch them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the whole point. You need to be able to catch them. Um, well, also, another thing is, you know, you're not vaccinating your kids. That's your choice. But you know what? That kid is leaving your house. Yeah. Interacting with other children. Um, I like the show SVU. And it's been hard for me to watch this for you since I had kids. Uh, I because now now I, I have know. paranoid mother syndrome, where I watch it. I'm like, oh my god, is that what's going to happen to my baby? Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Okay, in that case, never watch it. But um, yeah, an well, episode came on. What the episode that came on? It was um, a baby had died. A ba- a baby had died. Okay. And everyone was blaming the mother because she was one of these young oh, mothers. Oh, I saw that, that just, one. The one with Hillary Duff. Yeah. She felt that, you know, she was still young just because she had a kid didn't mean anything. Well, they thought it was her fault until the coroner did the autopsy and said she had had gotten the measles. Well, you have this mother who does not, not want to vaccinate her kids, and it's like, you know, the cops are trying and she went, to put and she took her, She took her measles-ridden kid to a public park where, yeah. you know, the, the mom was with her baby who wasn't old enough to be back, vaccinated for measles was also there. Right. You also and, had an Amish kid who they don't vaccinate, but they stay within their own group. Well, and apparently, because of a measles outbreak in an Amish community, they've started to vaccinate. Yeah. I mean, come on. I guess it, there it, was like 400 people with measles in one Amish community. and Yeah. I mean, come on, people. If the Amish are vaccinating, uh, hello. <laughs> and they are anti-everything. <laughs> Well, because, I mean, there's just... It affects the entire community. It does. It's it's not like, okay, a personal choice is choosing to get a tattoo. If you get a tattoo, yep. it doesn't affect anyone other than you. If right. you get a skin infection from getting a tattoo, it's your skin infection. Yep. It's not everybody's skin infection, it's yours. But... Having measles, it, it affects everyone, which, which is why, like, now 
and unless something changes, before I send Melody to any kind of daycare or any kind of school, I'm going to have to start doing interviews with the school. I'm going to have to start going, okay, what percentage of the students or kids who go here are vaccinated? And if it's under 92%, my child will not go there. Well, because the 92% one thing, um, is the threshold for herd immunity. Right. Um, in Illinois, you cannot send your child to a public school unless they have been immunized. Period. End of story. If it's against your religion, we're sorry. This is a health issue. Yeah, of course, the only the only exemption is probably if your kid is allergic to the stuff that's in the vaccine. Yeah. Because but even then, but unfortunately, even then, which I agree with, you know, it's still, unfortunately, you are going to have to homeschool because we cannot put, you know, this many really, they don't even allow medical exemptions. That's unusual. Right, that, know, that's at least when I was best in school. Because, well, that probably is for the best because. Yeah, because you can have one of these wackos who, you know, doesn't want to vaccinate claim it's for medical reasons. Well, I mean, but what one would think that to get a medical exemption, one would have to have a doctor say that it's still out of form. Yeah, well, but, I mean, that was at least when I was going to school. So I don't know what it is okay. now. But, um, yeah. I think I, the pharmacy yeah. just called. Oh, okay. So I think my prescription is ready. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I have kids. <laughs> Once the vaccinations get, we'll be here. <laughs> My kid has a fever. Vaccinate him. <laughs> Today is the scheduled day, right? It is not going to affect the fever, right? Okay. <laughs> Bend over. Oh, did I did I tell you Melody has learned a new word? Uh oh. Good or she bad? Say, it's good. She can say spike. Now, see, that's when you know your child has been watching too much uh, Friendship is Magic. <laughs> well, she has the, the Build-A-Bear spike. That was oh, her okay. first build, her, one of her first Build-A-Bears. Okay. And, and I have a blanket now, and it has spike and the main six on it. But here's the kicker about the main six on this blanket I have. Fluttershy doesn't have wings, and Rarity's head is blue. So I'm kind of wondering. I don't think it's officially. Yeah, I'm wondering if the fabric that this was made from is from licensed material, licensed fabric, because... The only re- explanation I can come up with for Rarity's head being blue and her body being white is if someone 
got a hold of, like, do you remember there was that thing that talked about how Lauren Faust came up with the characters and they showed Sparkler and then they showed Rarity? Yeah. I'm wondering if that's like Sparkler's head on Rarity's body. Maybe. And how uh, uh, she got Fluttershy from Posey. Maybe. So. But yeah, the the big reason for the whole huge argument about vaccination is coming from the fact of what happened at Disneyland. You know, and the worst well, yeah. part well, about this is and these some pa- of the people who got sick at Disneyland were, were were vaccinated. Yeah, and and people are like, well, see, that just proves vaccines don't work, and unfortunately, it doesn't because there's no. all there's no vaccine, there's no medicine that's one hundred percent foolproof. I mean, the only way it's one hundred percent foolproof is. If everybody has had it, well, yeah. If there's, it, it there, it's 100% effective when you have herd immunity. You know, when yeah. enough people have been vaccinated, that the people who've been vaccinated and it didn't stick aren't going to be exposed to people who were who were sick. Yeah. But um, so the the concern is that if you know. If there are people who are vaccinated getting sick, then then this is a big deal. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, it's... That could mean that... that... Go ahead. (laughs) Sorry, I'm having a hard time focusing because I'm sick, but um, you can't expect people to just like not go out ever. Yeah. And and yet there are people that are carrying these plague level diseases and they're like, I don't have to get vaccinated and you just have to deal with it. I don't care what happens to you and those people shouldn't yeah. be allowed. They should yeah. be on in, in colonies. Like yep. there should be a measles colony if you choose to to if you refuse to vaccinate Vaccinate a child that is able to be vaccinated. You and your children should have to go live in a colony with other unvaccinated people. Yep. I mean, uh, the the worst thing is these parents that aren't vaccinating. Um, going back to the SVU show because this was the best line in it. Coming out, this woman that I really wish I could have stood there and just slapped her was. Well, it's not my child. I don't care if it's because it's not my child. You are purposely exposing other people's children. You caused a death of a baby. Well, yeah, well, and that's the most selfish. I've heard a lot of anti-vaxxers say it's not my job to keep other people's kids alive. Well, by that logic, you know, you wouldn't get in trouble if you killed someone when you were drinking and driving. Or by that logic, 
you wouldn't get in trouble if, you know, you had AIDS and intentionally went around having unprotected sex with people and not telling them. Yep. But you do yep. get in trouble for those things. Why wouldn't measles be any different? Yeah. I mean, it's just, it just goes to the level of stupidity. And unfortunately, the big, I mean, th- I think the one big reason why it happened in Walt Disneyland, in Disneyland, is because it's in California. It's California. And a lot of those people, the the state just needs to fall off the map, seriously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, okay, I love, my, my aunt lives there, and she is not an anti-vaxxer. But that's because well, she, she's also like sixty. So, um, well, I mean the anti-vaxxers. From my parents. Yeah. yeah. Well, but <laughs> but there is. You're right. There is a lot of people in in California, and I suspect in Oregon that feel that if they embrace an all natural lifestyle that they're doing the healthy thing. And and I don't, by any means, feel like people shouldn't be allowed to eat, you know, organic food or, you know, anything like that. I do love my organic produce, but you still need to get vaccinated. Yeah, when it comes if you're to... Sick, you, you, you still stay home and get better. You still go to the doctor and, and and take your antibiotics. And if your antibiotics aren't working, you call the doctor and and you explain these aren't working. I need different ones. Yeah. You know, but um, I, I think and it, and it, go ahead. I think we're seeing because. Vaccines have been so successful. I think what the problem that we're seeing is that younger generations don't understand what measles and polio and pertussis are. Like when <laughs> when my Great grandma, when she was in her care home, they wouldn't let us anybody come in to visit for a while because there, they said there was a whooping cough outbreak. And the only right. place I had ever heard of whooping cough at that point in time was on the Oregon Trail game. I was like, "What whooping cough? Isn't that a thing you catch on the Oregon Trail game? When it doesn't sound like a real thing to me." But it is a real thing. Yeah. And and it kills children. Yep. And it's the... And also and another big... Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and so I think we're getting these these younger... People who are, a lot of whom are yuppies, because I, I mean, usually it's 
it's yuppies and people with extra income who can afford these all-natural health food diets. These are actually people that are kind of educated, but and they look like the sort of people, like in the episode of SVU, the mom that that exposed her her sick, measles-ridden child and, and ended up killing a baby, she didn't get convicted in that episode because no. she looks like the sort of mother that does everything right, whereas the young mother looks like the sort of person that does everything wrong. Right, which is and, why. Well, if she, no. if, and so her her choice couldn't be bad because look, she's she's got money and education and she dresses nice, you know. That must mean something, right? Well, unfortunately, yep. it means that you. It's it's like the popular kids in school. They're the ones that end up making the stupidest choices because they're they want to be trendy. They want to be yep. cool. They want to be part of that group, you know. And, and unfortunately, unfortunately, trendy doesn't always mean smart. No. And in this case, it is basically wanting to be trendy because the whole anti-vaccine movement was started by Jenny McCartney. Well, it really took a hold because of Jenny McCarthy. She added her, yeah. you know... I don't think anybody in the United States ever would have even heard of the the false report if she hadn't lent lent her voice to it. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, if the if every, if all this was true, well, wouldn't we see the people that were vaccinated years ago having all these illnesses and all these problems? Well, and that's the thing is is when when everybody was getting vaccinated, yes, some of those people who got vaccinated got other things like autism or epilepsy or whatever because there's just a certain percentage of the population that that has that gene. Yep. It's not like you can't say that because you know you 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 got a vaccine and at some at some point you were diagnosed with autism that you get to blame it on on the vaccine. Yeah, you because you you'd have more people. Every single person and, who got that vaccine would end up with it. Yeah. And do you, I mean, do you know how many anti-vaxxers have told me that they hope that my child gets autism because I must be a horrible mother because I vaccinated her? Yes. Yeah, and they that. hope that she'll get get autism because that'll teach me? Yeah, and how many of those parents whom did not even vaccinate, their kids still got, if, the, if their kid had the gene... They still got autism. What are you going to blame it on now? Well, and I, I just, 
it's it's a it, it's been a hard week because like the internet has blown up with this. It's subsided a little bit because we just had the Grammy Awards and Kanye West was a jerk again. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's Kanye West. So of course that's been talked about today. Yeah. Yeah, it's you know they, these people all they want is all they want is attention. Well, they want to feel like they're better than other people. And the purpose of being a parent is not so you can be better than somebody else. The purpose of being a parent is you are caring for a human child, for for a tiny little life. And you are nurturing it and you're watching it grow and you're experiencing all the magic of them experiencing life. And it is your job to protect that. And you protect that by making it so they can't get plagues. Exactly. Children are not put on this earth to make their parents happy. They're not put on the earth to, you know, bring the family fame, fortune, or glory. They are their own tiny little life right from the start. And yep. And it's... It, it just I I can't imagine any anybody who takes their job as a parent seriously saying stuff like, Well, my child might die of measles but at least they won't get autism Well, A, if they're gonna get autism they're gonna get autism and B you, you yeah. would rather have your child die than have them be anything less than normal? Yeah. That is that is probably the most horrible thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. I, I agree. And I have I have one thing for you. The next person who tells you something like that, about Melody getting something like that, you just turn around and tell them. Evidently, you must want that for your child. Yeah, I, I it, have. It comes down to, you know, you don't wish something upon someone else that you don't want to have happen to yourself. Yeah, I mean, I, I have, I have told people online in the last week. I would rather my daughter have autism than my daughter die of something that I could have prevented. Yep. I would rather I would rather my child have epilepsy than die of something that I could have prevented, that I could have protected her from. Yeah. I could never live with myself. If if there was a vaccine for the common cold, I would be down at the pediatrician right now getting Melody vaccinated for it. Because cold sucks. Yeah. <laughs> If I, as a parent, could protect her from that, I would. Yeah, but the only vaccine, the only vaccine I have no faith in is the flu vaccine. Well, the flu vaccine is a tough one because the flu, see, people think the flu is one thing. But the flu isn't one thing because the flu no. is is an RNA virus as opposed to a DNA virus, so it's incredibly unstable. Every time it passes to a new host, 
it takes it on changes. some of the DNA of the host and it changes. So it's really the best that the flu vaccine can do is is maybe make it so you won't get as sick. Because, like, what? okay, swine flu is only swine flu until a human catches it. Then it's the human flu because then the yeah. next person that gets it gets it from a human and 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 it's got it, it just the flu is is a really horrible nasty virus it's it's like a shapeshifter and 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 I don't like the flu yeah. at all I get the flu shot in the hopes that it will lessen the chance of me getting sick because if I get the flu there's a good chance I'll get pneumonia and I've had pneumonia four times and and that's way that that's enough for me well, for see, for someone like you, who if you get the flu and you end up with pneumonia, okay. But if you are a perfectly healthy person, you know, if you get the flu, it's just the flu. It stays the flu. It's here and it's gone the next day. Well, okay, for okay. for me, nothing is here and gone the next day. I I exactly. dream of a twenty four hour bug. Um, but yes, well, for most that, people, they're not sick with it for very long. When I was in my twenties, I, I didn't ever get the flu shot because my thought on it was, if I get the flu, I'm more likely to survive it than someone who's elderly or like a little kid. So I'll just leave the flu shots for the people who are most at risk because they all—they're always saying that they, there's a shortage. There's always a shortage. Well, see, the reason for that is because they don't know exactly what flu strain it is until that year and if you're going in like September, October, you know about you know the, the the normal time for flu shots is like the end of the towards the end of the year because yeah. that's pretty much when everybody gets it. Well, you're getting last year's flu shot. You're getting whatever was left over from the last strain of the flu. They don't know what the they find out. Okay, this is the actual flu strain. Then they have to go back and make the vaccine for it. So yeah, there's going to be a shortage because they're trying to pump it out. That's why I don't, you know, I am, you know, no flu shot because a it's probably not going to be for the right strain. B well, sometimes it is. If if you if you've gotten it within the, you know, December, January time frame. Yeah, because then they've figured it out. Okay, this is the actual flu strain. Here you go. This is the real vaccine for the year. Okay, but most people, when they get it, especially if you're a healthy person, you get a flu shot, you know, everyone says, "Oh, you're never sick. For, you're sick. For, you're sick for two weeks with the flu." Well, I can't say I've ever been sick for two weeks with the flu from the flu shot because, well, there's no live flu in a flu shot. Actually, it is a live virus. It's no, it's, it's a not, it's a, not an organ. It's a live it's virus. Well, most often it's a live virus that they've genetically they've genetically altered it so that it can is the flu no that's the wrong does the flu vaccine have a live 
It gives a part right. of it so that your body can build up the antibi- the antibodies for that particular thing. That's nasal why. spray nasal spray flu vaccine contains live viruses. Kind that get you inject into your arm does not. Some of them do. I forget. I forget which one. Which there's one that is, that is a very, very has a part of a live virus in it. But yeah, I mean, that's why I when people are running for flu shots in September, October, even the beginning of November, it's like you're wasting time and you're wasting money. They don't know. Well, if you if you do go through your insurance, you're wasting money. <laughs> you're oh, wasting I don't care insurance. about the insurance company. I don't care about the insurance company's money. They don't care about mine. Except taking yeah, it from well, me. You know, you, you know what I mean. can pay for my shots all I want. Okay. Um, because you're building up an immunity to last year's virus. And once you get a flu shot, you can't, it's not like you can go back and say, oh, you know what, like, like you know, the new um, pneumonia vaccine. Because now there's, well, there's always been two, but one has to be requested, and it can be done on top of the other pneumonia vaccine. Unlike the pneumonia vaccine, you can't just go back to the doctor and say, hey, you know, I need... Can I have the new new flu shot now too? Because your body's already built up the immunity. It's already built up the defenses. Well, hey, you know, we've been talking about this for like 45 minutes. Yeah, it's about typical for us, isn't it? <laughs> Probably. The point is 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 it's been a rough week for me. I was hoping Summer was going to be on because I could tell her about this too, but she's probably baking away since it's Valentine's week. Yeah. I, I, I figure something should be coming in the mail in a day or two that might just cheer you up. Ah. So... I don't know when because I mailed it out of a different um, post office than I normally do. I mailed it out of mine rather than the the one one town over. (laughs) Travel, despite the fact that I have the post office that's basically around the corner. I travel a mile to go to the post office. The reason for this is my post office sucks. Yeah, my post office sucks too. Fred doesn't understand why I'm like, okay, I want tracking and I want insurance. And well, see, I found, I figured it out how how they're they, they suck. Um, 
I do Netflix and I do Netflix DVDs. Well, one time I decided, okay, I have two DVDs to send back. I'm going to send one out of my post office right around the corner and send out the other one from the one that's a mile away. Them both in. Now, they were both they were both well before the uh the next pickups. So they would have been picked up within a half hour of each other. Okay. The one from a mile away got to Netflix the next day, which is typical for that. You know, the one from around the corner, two days later, around the world or something. <laughs> and they were both going to the same the same P.O. box. So people say, you know, it doesn't matter what post office you send it from. It's it's gonna it's gonna do, no, it's not gonna do the same thing. Trust me. But I digress. Um, back to my point here. Um, I normally, if I mail out a DVD on Saturday before like one o'clock, it'll get to Netflix on Monday. Well, because of all the snow, my mother and I weren't sure we can do the drive-through at our normal post office, so we went to our post office around the corner. And I couldn't believe it when I got the email this morning that said, we have received your DVDs. Really? So, I figured it would take a week for you to get it. It might take me, it might be sooner. <laughs> Yep, I finally got uh, Calavista's Christmas present mailed off. She should be getting it tomorrow. Boy, you know, see, I like, you know, I like leftover. It makes Christmas last longer. <laughs> Without having to have the, all the decorations up still. I definitely love it. And again, thank you for my present. I love it. I'm glad. I'm glad you like it. Just tell everybody on the air what you what what you got from me for Christmas. Let me see. Let me go grab it. Okay, I'm leaning forward. Hopefully, I don't fall over. There we go. It is the Milo Pony G1 series. On DVD. On DVD, yes, on DVD. (laughs) And I am excited because I have, let me see. I know it's over here someplace. At least I think it's in here. It might be in a box. I might have it packed up. I have a DVD set that has a few 
of the cartoons from the G1 series. Oh, wait, maybe I just found it. Lights. Lights would be good. Nope. 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 Nope, it must be downstairs. But yes, this will be greatly watched. I will most likely take it and put it in next week Wednesday morning so that when I come home and I'm all out of it because of whatever they give me for anesthesia and pain meds and all the other happy little pills I take. (laughs) Well, you know, you remember... You remember a while back when I was like, there is two of something in my house and there should not be two of something. It's because I also have this on DVD. <laughs> and and I got you one and I wrapped it and that there should have only been yours and mine. And then there was what appeared to be two on the DVD shelf. And then yours was wrapped in under the tree. <laughs> now, what had happened was, is Melody had been playing with the DVDs again. Oh, God. And she took the sleeve off and then put them both, both the sleeve and the actual case with the disc on, back on the shelf. You gotta love her. You really do. You just have to love her. <laughs> because that's just like too that, funny. It, yeah, well, it, it's like that meme that you see on Facebook from time to time, where where it says, you know, my friends are make fun of me for be- believing in Decepticons, and and I said, well, the toaster is a Decepticon. And my girlfriend laughed, and I laughed, and the toaster laughed, and I shot the toaster. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, because, oh, yeah. Go ahead. I was having that kind of a moment. I'm like, why (laughs) am I seeing two on the shelf? Should it be two on the shelf? How long did it you take know, you to like figure know, it out? Did Melody unwrap your present? No, it's still here. It's still here and it's still wrapped. And there's two over there. So that was what that oh. was was all about that one day. Too cute. But I will tell you that the way you wrapped it didn't even get to tear into it. The paper, the paper was pretty weak paper. Oh no, it, the paper's intact. Oh, it's intact and it still has the shape of the DVD. <laughs> I'll have to, I'll have to take pictures of it and put it on Facebook. I just popped one side, tilted it, and the DVD just came sliding right out. <laughs> 
kind of like, here I am. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> and I still think that day was funny because I had like 101. I had a bunch of uh, pre-orders coming from Amazon, which, of course, everything was delayed two days because the post office refused to deliver. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, that's why I, la- I laugh at that commercial that says, you know, send it with us. We'll be there anyway. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> when will you be here? So. But, yeah, that day was a very big dilemma, Do do I open up the, the the packages from Amazon first, or do I open up this package from Oregon first? Oregon. It was too many choices. <laughs> Oregon. <laughs> Not Oregon. 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 We spend years no. trying to teach performers who come to our to our state. To, to pronounce it correctly. Tommy Faris, formerly of the Trans-Siberian Orchestra, got really close to pronouncing it correctly before he quit the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Oh. Which is really impressive considering he has a really, really very Brooklyn accent. Yeah, I think that's half the problem is the accents. So, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's, being, living in Portland is funny that way, you know, you go to what used to be called the Rose Garden before our city was sucky and sold out to Moda Healthcare, now it's called the (laughs) Moda Center. Ah. You don't see Madison Square Garden selling out to Kaiser and calling it the Kaiser (laughs) Center. No, it's Madison Square Garden. I think we should have kept it the Rose Garden. But that's that's a different rant for a different time. Um, yeah. You know, when everybody goes to to to, I'm going to call it the Rose Garden. To the Rose Garden for a concert, and even though if we're mad in love with the people that are performing, if they don't pronounce it Oregon, if they pronounce it in any other way, you, you have as many people that can fit in that arena. Shouting the proper pronunciation of Oregon. <laughs> they take it really, really well. At least the Trans Siberian Orchestra has always taken it really, really well. Angus, Andrew, Tommy, all of you, God bless you for tolerating <laughs> our crazy. <laughs> I'm actually friends with Tommy and Angus and Andrew um, on. <laughs> Facebook now. Cool. So, well, I've got one last rant. Amazon has started charging state tax for Illinois for any packages that are delivered within the state of Illinois. Like I said, like, you know, like 
save Illinois really needs that money if, you know, cut all the expense accounts, but that's another rant for another day. I always pre-order. Okay, I find a manga that I really like. You know, I've read it on manga here just so I can get an idea of whether or not I'll actually like it because I'm not going to spend, you know, anywhere from 7 to $10 on something that I end up getting and I don't like it. So I always, if I order one, I don't just order one of them. I'll order whatever they have that's in stock, and I'll pre-order everything else. And the one great thing about Amazon is if the price drops, that's the price you're going to pay. If the price drops down to six ninety nine for like one hour, one day, six ninety nine, unless it goes any lower. Well, I pre-ordered last July one manga, and it's the last in the series. You know, it dropped down to eight dollars and forty-one cents, which it was actually forty-one cents cheaper than when I actually had ordered it. Well, last Sunday they started doing state income tax for Illinois. Granted, no, it's not a lot. The income, the state the tax that was on the book was 53 cents. Again, I'm not, I'm not you know, not that much. What percentage but it killed it's like six percent. Yeah, we have pretty high. Ever want to work here? Trust me. They'll take a bunch of your money and then still at the end of the year say you still owe us. <laughs> yeah, we had that for a long time, and we had Melody. And yeah. now they're like, here, take our money. Yeah. They don't do that very often. If you get something from the state of Illinois, you grab it and you run. But anyway, and I told Mom, you know, I hate this. I pre-ordered. The price dropped 41 cents. My savings got eaten up by the by the stupid state taxes. I said, granted, no, it's not like it was like a dollar or something. But you know, I happen to enjoy, you know, you know, I I order it at this price and it drops down to this price. I like getting that email that says, you know, your item had dropped before it before it shipped. And this was our guaranteed price. It kind of kills the thrill when uh you see that the savings got eaten up by state taxes. I'm sure it does. Yes. I uh, my, we we don't have things like like we just don't have that here in Oregon. We we have a state income tax, but we don't have sales tax. 
we don't have we, we don't have quite... attacks to 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 get stuff that's been mailed from within the United States. Yeah. And you know what? That's the funniest thing. There are so many states that don't do that. And they never seem to be in a financial crisis. Mm-hmm. Well, to be problem. fair, Oregon is really, to be fair, Oregon is really, really private. If we were having a, a financial crisis, we would tell no one. Likewise, <laughs> if we solved world hunger, we would tell no one. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, see, the thing is, every single day you hear, the state of Illinois has no money. Really? On, uh, But what the state of Illinois does have is something called the Blue Box Cafe, to which I say, screw you. <laughs> Do you know what the Blue Box Cafe is? Actually, no, I don't. It is a Doctor Who themed cafe. And I want one here. And we don't have one. We don't have a Doctor Who themed cafe. We don't have a My Little Pony themed cafe. We don't have an anime themed anything. We have cosplayers out our wazoo, but we don't have themed restaurants, except for Chuck E. Cheese and Big Al's Fabulous Pizza or whatever, which is like Chuck E. Cheese, except not. Wait a minute, don't you guys have Voodoo Donuts? Yeah, but nobody actually eats there. Voodoo really? Donuts is a place that to- Voodoo Donuts is a place that tourists go, or that when we have out-of-state visitors, that we take people, because it's funny to watch their reactions to the naughty body part-shaped donuts. <laughs> <laughs> Especially the cream-filled one, and I will let you figure out which body part is shaped like the cream-filled one. Ooh, now I really want to go. And yeah. see, the only well, reason why I know... It's, go ahead. Yeah, Voodoo Donuts is is like Disneyland, only a donut shop, and it's only open like these weird, obscure hours in the middle of the night. Most of the people who are local to eat there, if they don't have out-of-town guests that they're taking there, are probably potheads and have the munchies. <laughs> Well, see, the only reason why I know about... Go ahead. I was going to say, it's not that we don't love Voodoo Donuts. We love our Voodoo Donuts, but not because we love their donuts. We just love to say that we have it here. And I will say the only reason why I know about that shop is because of a TV show that was on YI Network, which I am highly upset about this, that they have taken off the air. They've Is taken the it out of the air or are you talking about The Simpsons? No. It's a it's a show called um, World's Wildest Restaurants. Ah. And it's this Canadian guy who travels the world going to these really weird places. And it's like so many places I've never even heard of. 
See, like I said, it's a tourist thing. Well, like, not not just tourists. Like, I personally am not a huge fan of Voodoo Donuts, but that's only because they insulted my dad. Uh-oh. Well, because my dad oh, does this, this glass, fused glass art, and they wanted him to make a bunch of, like, magnets, I guess, that are like his glass art with, like, a magnet backing. You can put it on your refrigerator or something. But they really didn't want to pay him anything for it. Like, because they wanted to sell these things for, like, five bucks, and he's like, it cost me more than five bucks to make one of these. And Jeez. and they were kind of like, well, you know, but this is this is what our clientele is. Oh, I don't care what your clientele is. It's cost me more than five dollars to make this. Right. It, it, basically, it's the same complaint that most customizers have when people are like, I want a really awesome, over-the-top custom pony, and I want to pay you, like, $20 for it. <laughs> yep, yeah. gotta love those people. But, yeah, it was, um, I love that show because, you know, I got to travel the world, and I did not even have to leave my living room. I traveled to Japan 18 times because half the wild cafes are all in Japan. <laughs> I now have a yeah, list see, of Japan restaurants. Has, Japan has the Akiba district, from what I understand. Yep. And I want to go there just because the way Japan kind of sets itself up and, and organizes itself it's just so different sounding from the way we do things here. Like, yeah. you know, in in the United States, you can go down, like, one street, and there'll be, you know, a costume shop and a couple of restaurants and a vintage consignment store and a bicycle shop. And it sounds like Japan likes to keep things like SimCity. Like, you know, you have one district, it has all your industrial. You have another district, and it has all your anime stuff. You have another district, and it has all your restaurants. You have another district, and it has all your clothing stores. You have a fabric district, and you have an art supply. It's easier. But, uh, I mean, I mean, this show has actually given me an entire list. If I ever, I swear, if I ever married someone or, like, got rich... I have a list of restaurants and a list of countries I want to go to. <laughs> well, you're more than welcome to come to Portland, and I will take you to Voodoo Donuts and to Darcel 15, because you really need to go to Darcel 15. I've told you about Darcel 15, yes? Mm, no. I told you about the custom pony that I made, right? Oh yeah, now I remember. Yes. Yes. I need to take you. It's it's. That will definitely be on the schedule, but um. Yes. Yeah, I'm upset that they took it off the air because that was the only way I could watch the show. Because it is a Canadian show, and. It is on the Canadian Food Network. However, you have to be in Canada to watch it. Oh. 
What was that again? Oh. Yeah, so it's like, I'm quite upset. I don't get to watch it anymore. Because it was like, you know, taking a vacation, and I did not even need to leave the house. (laughs) I wish Fred wasn't working on Valentine's Day. Aww. That cell usually has a really cool Valentine's Day. Hey, has it called yet? Okay. I did say for him to call when he got home, right? Okay. Sorry. We've we've had a very big schedule upset. I'm sorry. In regards to health, in in regards to health procedures. Oh. And my mother has to go in to have something done. The same day and time, I have to go in and have my trial put in next week. <laughs> mm. So now I have to find. I have to see if my uncle will actually take me. <laughs> Since my mother will unfortunately be preoccupied at the same exact time. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. I need to get back so I can go to Dark Hills. There you go. Tivoli and you, sh- it shall happen. Oh, yeah, that's what I forgot to put away. But yeah, I called him earlier and he's he couldn't hear me, so I told, I told him give us a call back when you get home. He was an hour away from home when I talked when I talked to him, <laughs> and it was at six o'clock. Well, hey, we should get to uh, discussing merchandise. Oh, yes. Yes. Okay. Um, give me one quick second to run back to my computer because I just came in the kitchen realized Merchandising, that merchandising, where the real money I, from the movie is made. Yep. So, oh, did I tell you? <clears throat> Apparently, Mel Brooks is thinking about finally making a space ball, too. I'm very excited about that. I'm scared. And he pla- and and he does indeed plan on calling it Spaceballs to search for more money. I am deathly afraid of that. Simply because anyone who does a sequel to a movie that was done 20 years ago Okay. It's either completely mirroring the, exa- the 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 original movie and they're saying it's a sequel 
or changing well, you just do. one thing. Well, you do realize that Spaceballs was a satire of the original Star Wars trilogy, right? Yes. Yes, I do. So his sequel is actually, it sounds like it's going to be a satire of episodes one through three. Okay, don't not, do, please do not say episodes one through three. I am sorry. Those are prequels. That's what they're called now. I did not do this. If you have a problem with it, you talk to George Lucas. Okay. While you're at it, ask him what the deal with Jar Jar was. Okay, because I hate because people nowadays will say like this this weird name, and it's like I don't remember it. It's number four, huh? It came out. It, you mean Star Wars? No, it's no. It's called Star Wars. <laughs> Do you want me to call him later? Okay. Sorry. Do you want the light on? I know I asked that after I turned it off. <laughs> Sorry, distracted. Very large squirrel walked into the... But yes, I will... I will start an argument about Star Wars. <laughs> well, so just so you know that the that the next one sounds like it'll be a satire of the prequels because thank you. You know, that's that's what what Mel Brooks does is he does satire. You know, so well, like good. You know, Dracula Dead and Loving It was a satire of, you know, Dracula, and Young Frankenstein was a satire of Frankenstein, and High Anxiety was a satire of the um, Alfred Hitchcock genre. Men in Tights was obviously a satire of Robin Hood, Princess Thieves. Um I like most of his satires, but I don't like, um, it is not what I wanted. I've never heard of that one. (laughs) And I thought I'd watched them all. (laughs) No, I went to go click on something. (laughs) It's like, that's, that's not the website I wanted. The one you don't like is? Um, I really don't like. Um, Dracula dead and loving it. I didn't like it when I was a kid. I'd have to go back and watch it again to see how I feel about it now that I'm an adult. I guess it's because, you know, I have... I I enjoy vampire movies in two senses of A, being a fan, B... You know, being able to, you know, decipher them. The academic way. 
Well, I have to say that there really isn't much academic about, um, it's not what I would call an academic movie, for sure. No. Um, but I have to admit, I think I would prefer a satire like uh, Dracula Dead and Loving It over Twilight. If I had to choose one to watch, it would be Dead and Loving It. <laughs> A, it's shorter. B, it's funny. C, the characters know how to deliver lines. Have you seen the the uh, riff track for Twilight? Mm-mm. Okay, well... Google search online for the riff track to Twilight. If you're familiar with MST3K, Mystery Science Theater 3000, yeah. the guys from that did a... My sinuses are throbbing. Uh, um, the, they did a, a riff track where... Um, they're, you know, like they're watching the movie and they're making fun of it. And I have to say that when I saw the riff track, that was the first time I enjoyed the first Twilight movie. I can just imagine what it is. I can just imagine. <laughs> Line! Uh, in fact, I, I kind of feel like watching that again. It, I See, a friend of mine had really enjoyed the the Twilight books. And so when the first movie came out, she dragged me to the movie theater. She's like, oh, we have to watch this. This is the best thing ever. Oh, it was the worst thing ever. Well, you you actually have to read the books in order to appreciate it at all. Um, she gave me the book, and I gave it away to a neighbor. <laughs> Did you even attempt? No. Yeah, you 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 actually have to read the read the book in order to actually appreciate it in any any sense. I appreciate it in the sense of it's a different twist on the See, lore. like I'm the I'm I am an old old school vampire fan like Christopher Lee Bella Lugosi. Oh. These are the people who are allowed to play Dracula. Yes. Oh, yeah, give me Christopher Lee. I know. Oh, my gosh. God gives the fantasy and horror. Oh, my gosh. So, even if he wasn't handsome. Oh, man. (laughs) But he was. But he was. I mean, I realize now he's like an old guy. But as Dracula. Oh, my gosh. Have you seen the Hammer film where he was uh, the, um, oh, bloody, um, brain, come on, don't fail me now. Sherlock Holmes, Hounds of the Baskerville, the Count of the Baskerville, he played the Count of Baskerville. Uh, Yeah. He was fantastic. Oh, my gosh, love him in that. Peter Cushing. I love Peter Cushing. I love oh, yes. Peter Cushing. 
So when I first saw, like, the Anne Rice interview with the vampires, to me, that was too la-di-da-di-da-di-da for me to really feel that. And then it's like Twilight takes everything I didn't like about Ricean vampires and added glitter. Well, see, I liked, you know, the fact of when they bite something, when they bite someone, their their teeth basically have poison in them. Okay, it's better, you know, it's a unique take on, you know, rather than, you know, I bite you, I bite myself, you drink from me, and voila. Bada bing, bada boom, we're in a relationship. (laughs) Yeah. Whereas that, you know, you bite someone, you don't drain them. It's really excruciating. I don't. I don't know. I guess. I guess. I just. I'm reluctant to leave the 1930s. <laughs> but you also have to admit there was also one other person who played Dracula. That, you know, he's number two on the list of, I don't know, say his name and I will I will thumbs up or thumbs down. Because my number one and number two, like I said, are Bella Lugosi and Christopher Lee. So, okay, number three for you. Okay. Langella. Oh, I love when Google search knows what I'm thinking. <laughs> you are right. You are absolutely right. He brings the sex appeal. <laughs> yes. He brings the ha <laughs> out of you. <laughs> I still think I prefer Christopher Lee. Well, see, there, those that's the top two. This is number three. Okay. Played it once and said, okay, I played him. I'm happy. Peter, Peter has everybody, everything else there. I am happy with my one time. But Peter will be the all-time... No matter how many different movies. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this is, he, he, wow. What? I looked up images. <laughs> <laughs> I looked up images from when he played Dracula. <laughs> Yeah, wouldn't you just love that walking through your do- through your uh, French doors? <laughs> I don't see why guys can't dress like this anyway. <laughs> I don't see why guys don't dress like this. Guys need to dress like this. I know. I 
I love those button-down shirts because that his wasn't even a button-down shirt. His was like a tunic sort of shirt that like oh yeah started to open just above his navel and then like veed up. Like he's barely wearing oh. the shirt. I said that, that 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 that's kind of like me. It's like, oh man, if I saw that walking through my 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 bedroom window, I'd be just like, okay, that's it. <laughs> Drink as much as you want. <laughs> yeah, let's go to dark places. Anyway, <laughs> well, I think we just found our topic of the evening. <laughs> <laughs> there, there, there's our pony after dark. There we go. That's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll pause here. Let's do a little bit of merchandise. <laughs> All right. We are on the Lucky Packet South Africa Rarity and Royal Bouquet. Mm. Where are you at? Um, are you on the post? The, I'm on the the. the yeah, the the trading post. Okay. The bottom ni- the, the the bottom ten percent of the page. Okay. Yeah, this is one of those posts where I think once people started, once it was started, you know, people just added to it. To South African McDonald's. Now, is it me or is it shocking that they even have a McDonald's in South Africa? Um, I'm sadly not surprised. <laughs> and if you notice, this is true. If you notice, they put a U.S. McDonald's butterscotch next to the South African. McDonald's butterscotch. Wait. Wait, what? I think you went too far. Or you're either too far or not far enough. Oh, yeah, you're not far enough. We already did those. We did those last week. Mm. Did we? Yeah, you're, you want to go down past the ponies that came in the Nestle's tins. Okay. To Royal Decay and Rarity. Okay, here we go. I don't remember doing those to that 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 line though. But we did. Okay. Mm-hmm. We did because I we were that we had we got past that and then we did the tins and then you and I had a long discussion about how you know that they're Nestle because I hadn't scrolled down far enough. Okay. And then I scrolled down and I'm like, oh, there's where it says Nestle. Because I was looking at <laughs> Yeah, like, no, 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 I, just I, keep scrolling. I'm like, I have to scroll. I'm like, no, no, scroll more. Oh, yes, this was last week when I wasn't on my full medication. <laughs> and the squirrels had gone away. No, they're bad. Huh. All right, so now we're at Royal Bouquet and Rarity. And 
it's interesting because they don't have cutie marks or symbols on either side. The only thing they have is the hoof heart. Yeah. And yet they look really cool. Like, I would love to have that royal bouquet. Yeah, that is really cute that they don't um, throw on the um, the cutie mark. But, you know, it's fine. Like, I mean, sure, I probably would have thought um, Meriwether as opposed to Royal Bouquet. Because um, Meriwether is also yellow. And I think she... Yeah. Mine doesn't have any hair right now, but I think when she did have hair, I think it was pink. <laughs> Pinky purpley. Um, but I they put the details in the sculpt in, mm-hmm. in the shape of, of, of the toy are so well done that I honestly don't oh, yeah. care what symbol isn't on there. I just want to have it because yeah. it looks fantastic. Look at that hair on Royal Bouquet's tail. That is oh, yeah. awesome. The, the hair on both of them, actually. Okay. It has movement. It isn't just, you know, molded straight down. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's I mean, molded it, around the body. Well, then not just that. It's the tail, the, the hair that's molded uh, in the tail and going forward is in going in the same direction as the mane. So it makes sense, you know. A lot of times, because they're doing something artistic, they have the mane going one way and the tail going another way. And you're like, is she in a vacuum? <laughs> like, is, 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 wind, is, is air being pulled from both sides? Is she, how is she doing that? A lot of going backwards, going forward, but you don't have it doing both. But you know, it seems like people just don't pay attention to how they sculpt the hair. And but on on, at least on Royal Bouquet, on Royal Bouquet, well, no, on both of them, on Royal Bouquet and Rarity, it's both going forward. They they look like, you know, it's kind of a windy day. Especially Rarity, gosh. Her mane's going forward, her tail's going forward. Now, the non-display side, the back of the pony, isn't quite as awesome as the front, but overall, I think they did a really fantastic job. I mean, when does does Hasbro ever put as much, you know, interest in the supposed non-display side? Yeah. I think that this is really, really, really awesome. Well, it goes back to, you know, anything that's coming from a different country. Their their merchandise, their ponies, always seem to be of a better quality than what we have here in the States. You know, a lot of times, you know, there are, yes, U.S. exclusives that, you know, overseas, they're yelling, oh, this isn't fair, you guys are getting this, and we're just turning around and going, 
you guys get the better quality stuff that's an exclusive. You know, a lot of our exclusive exclusives, especially when it came to once we started hitting into Core 7. Yeah. You know, it was definitely, that that was definitely a Malibu Stacy with the new hats moment. Yep, and then the next one, the next thing we're going to look at is the keychains from France, from the French Toys R Us. And it looks like the rarity is in the same pose as the um, South African that we just looked at. Except for an attitude. If you look at her face, it looks perfect. I think it's basically the same. I, I... the picture is too small to really say, but it looks like the same, and and it looks like um, it looks like royal bouquet is in the same pose as well. They've also got a silver glow, which is awesome because silver glow, I think, is one of the prettiest Pegasi, and she doesn't ever get enough attention, like. She didn't really get any build-up, and she certainly didn't make it into the Core 7. I just love what her, you know, at her, it looks like she's completely launching into the air. Yeah. And some These are really good poses. Yeah. Hey! And she's just back like, what? I'm flying here. What do you want? <laughs> well, like, it reminds me of when you're watching the opening for the original My Little Pony and Firefly and Med- and Medley are both flying around and they're, like, playing tag in the air. It, it reminds me of that. It looks like... Yeah. It looks like it's very playful. But I mean, there's also a lot more color in the in the mane and tail in these than in the um, South African ones we were just um, looking at. I mean, because yeah. the the South African Lucky Packet Royal Bouquet just has pink hair, and Rarity has a blue tail and an orange mane, and that's it. And these, in addition to having their cutie marks, um, Royal Bouquet has purple and pink in her hair. Um, Silver Silver Glow has, you know, white and light blue and dark blue. And Rarity has um, blue and purple and green in her tail. And um, red and orange and yellow in her mane. Because that was that reverse rainbow thing going. Um, so there's a lot more detail in these, even if the poses are similar. And it makes me wonder if maybe maybe there were more of those lucky packets. Like, wouldn't it be something if there was a silver glow or something in the lucky packets and we just haven't seen it yet? Ooh. That would be sweet. Yeah. So... 
But I'm really liking these Mon Petit Pony keychains, though. Yeah, I definitely want one of these. And, I, you know, I want Silver Glow. I want Silver Glow, too. Although I wouldn't mind having Rarity. Hmm. Silver Glow is definitely my favorite. Because Silver Glow is silver and blue and white, and those are, like, my favorite colors. Yeah. Because as I have been told multiple times by people that I work with and for, is that I am a cold, heartless ice queen. (laughs) I don't believe it. I was a cold, heartless ice queen before it was cool. (laughs) (laughs) Hipster and punny. (laughs) Silly. But, um, up next, we have some really f- funky. I, I mean, these guys' hair. I, mean, I swear to God, these things look like they have mohawks. Yeah, these are the Japanese ones, and and I don't know what it was. You know, can you go ahead and um? Take and describe these 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 girls. I put you on mute for a couple minutes. Sure. Okay. Thanks. Okay. Um. All right. So, the Japanese keychains. There are three in the sitting position and three in the standing position. There are six altogether. They include Fluttershy, Minty, Pinkie Pie, Sunny Days, Butterscotch, and Twinkle Twirl. Um, the three standing ones are Twinkle Twirl, Fluttershy, and Minty, and the sitting ones are Pinkie Pie, Sunny Days, and Butterscotch. Um, unfortunately, they have a really misshaped, the standing ones have a really misshapen head. Um, it kind of looks like they have a pug face. Um, also, the colors are slightly off. The plastic looks cheap. Fluttershy is supposed to be a pink pony, but she looks white in this picture. Her hair is um, purple and yellow and like a bubblegummy pinky purple. And... It's the main stick straight up, and it's only at the top of her head where the forelock would be because they decided to put the ring that the chain goes into on the head where the rest of the mane would be. And this is the way it is for Minty and um, Twinkle Twirl as well. Um, Twinkle Twirl has, like, a strip of pink and a strip of yellow, and then her tail is pink and purple maybe. Minty's hair is just that purpley, pinky, bubblegummy, puce sort of color. Um, Pinkie Pie has 
Pinkie Pie's normal colors. But again, it looks like the hair is just at the top. It looks like they're really insistent on putting that ring on the back of the head, even on the sitting ones. And Scotch is a bright yellow instead of a butterscotch yellow and has bright yellow hair. And Sunny Days has, like, her hair is, like, purple and yellow. I don't even know if there's any pink in it. But overall, the I mean, when we talk about other countries getting better quality, the exception is clearly Japan because these are not good quality at all. I I am not liking it. Um, okay, what part are you not liking? Sorry. <laughs> Oh, um, just the the overall quality, the insistence on putting the ring on the back of the head so that the hair doesn't go over the whole head, um, the incorrect colors of the plastic, the boxer face. The fact that they look like they have mohawks. Well, yeah, well, that's what I mean. Um, that wouldn't have happened if they had been allowed to have hair going all the way down their head instead of just shoving all the hair at the top. Plus the hair, I mean, I can't really say that the hair is a bad quality just from looking at it, but the fact that even the tails seem to stand straight up tells me that it's probably closer to being in acrylic rather than a nylon. And it's, it's probably not just not not a high quality product and that Japan is definitely as far as some of the merchandise not not as high quality as what we we did get here in the states although yeah. i will say that these plushies these plushy keychains are definitely adorable yes these are japanese but these are actually adorable I, I have no idea how big or small they are. It's just a picture in, in a white background, so there's nothing to compare it to. But it is adorable. Yeah. They have an actual pony head, an actual pony body. They have that fluffy, furry mane and tail. Um, They are a legitimate plush thing, and they are cute as can be. They're Japanese plush keychains, so I would assume that they're actually probably pretty small and that this is bigger than what the actual size is. Um, And the ones we have here are Twinkle Twirl and Minty. And the great thing about Twinkle Twirl is she has her unique hoof heart. Yeah, she does. Because, remember, there was a small line of threes. They were in the Friendship Celebration that had this bracelet-like hoof mark. That sometimes is forgotten. When doing any any really, type of merchandise, 
Yeah, I really, I really like the the fancy hoof hearts. I wish more of the ponies had the fancy hoof hearts, and I'm glad to see that Twinkle Twirl got to keep hers. Yeah. All right. So going down, did we go over the bookmarks? Nope. Okay. Going down, we have bookmarks, and there is yes. Pinkie Pie. Um. A Pinkie Pie bookmark. And the bookmark is got, I mean, the pink, it's it's like a bookmark that's covered in fabric. And it has a plush Pinkie Pie at the top. Been stabbed through the stomach with the bookmark. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she has. And I actually have her, and she is quite cute. And they don't call her oh, a bookmark, they call her a book sitter. Because if you have the right sized book, it's the right thickness, and you can put the bookmark all the way through to where she is actually sitting on top of the book, she is literally babysitting your book. Ah. Well, that's so, cute. But she does have the fuzzy hair that you know. No matter no matter what you do, you can never tame it. Yeah, the fun fur. Yeah. But she is still quite. Cute. I know it's called Look. fun fur because they 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 talk about how much they hate it on uh, Face Off every year. Ah. Okay. So now she does have, it. her head isn't quite ponyish. She it looks very Muppet like. But that does not mean that she's not cute. No. I bought her I bought her at Barnes and Noble. Ah. I think I saw that. No, no, it, that. no. Borders. I bought her at Borders. Hmm. And she was in the clearance bin. A small nose peeking out. And I moved everything that was on top of her and I found her and I brought her home. Well, good for you. Saving the world one pony at a time. Yeah. Now, here's the stampers that we've already looked at. And the tooth, the electronic toothbrushes that we already looked at. But these are the ones that are put together instead of being taken off of the base. Yeah. So it looks like it's where it looks like the brush would be coming Looks like the brush comes down through the head, and the actual body of the electric toothbrush actually has a picture of the pony that is actually on the top of the toothbrush. Yeah, that would be where you put the batteries. Yep. And then below that, we have the tiny tins, and I don't think we did the tiny tins yet. Mm Mm-mm. 
I think tiny tins we should stay save till next week because I know oh, that yeah, um, we've only got six minutes. And yeah, and I know that. Well, there's more than five. There's actually a couple of sets. And my little wiki shows the entire set, and I have to pull my book to see if it has the entire thing. Not G3. All right. Well, then we will leave the tiny kittens for next week. Yes. What I think we should talk about now with our little remaining live audience time is um, if you look in our chat room, Samantha has provided a link to some speculation on Apple family ponies from the G4 line. Because I guess at one point someone thought that these were going to be brushables. And now it's looking like they're not going to be brushables. It now looks like they're going to be blind bags. But no one really knows for sure yet. And since it's being discussed in our chat room, I think we should just talk about it a little bit. Okay. Is there a link for it? Yes. Where's oh, and Santa says, let us, it's, it's right there. MLPmerch.com slash 2015. Oh, and Samantha wants to let us know if we ever want to do the G3 board books, it comes with the minifigures. She can give us details on that. Okay, I hate this when uh, the chat room suddenly freezes for me. Oh. That would explain why I'm sitting here thinking, that's the same link we're using for what we're discussing tonight. I'm missing yeah, something. Yeah, no, it, it, yeah, you're missing something. You're missing some couple extra lines there. Um... But yeah, because, uh, I mean, people have been saying for a long time that they wanted boys. Obviously. We yeah. Did. And there was a whole bunch of excitement that maybe there was going to be a brushable flim and flam, that there was going to be a, a brushable, um, brushable boy apples. Big Mac? And... Um, not seeing Big Mac. There was there was there was speculation, but this apparently, um, the moment it looks like all the apples are going to be part of two sets called story packs. And that they're going to be, the ultimate story pack will contain a red gala figure. Um, We're about to lose the live audience. Do we want to get Kimono in really quick? Sure. 
This is Kimono, and you have listened to Pony Talk. See you next week. Bye-bye. But um, it looks like that these packs will contain, um, in addition to ponies, it'll contain furniture and like the super squeezy, speedy cider squeezy 6000, um, Apple Jack's apple cider stand, um, Uh, perhaps a barn. Ultimate Story Pack 1 looks like it will contain a barn and furniture for the barn. And if this is true, I may just be terribly excited. <clears throat> because this would mean that blind bags are moving out of the realm of blind bag and into the realm of Ponyville. Yeah. I I think that if if they do end up making it more like Ponyville, as long as they put pro, like show accurate details into this, I think it'll be both very collectible and very playable. Because I have to admit, when the when Wave One came out of the G4 ponies, and Applejack had that quote unquote barn, but it was like just like the front part of a barn. It looked like a, a, a set from, like, a, a, a middle school play. I right. was like, okay, you know what? That's crap. I am so disappointed in this. And and so if if they actually make a barn that looks like Applejack's barn and comes with furniture that looks like the real furniture, then I think I think that's them finally getting on on the right track. That if they're going to go, it's all about the show now. That they at least need to go all out. Right. You no, know, just all out, balls to the wall. Go big or go home, because. Collectors are looking for something that's going to be awesome to display. And kids and collectors are looking for something that, that's going to be recognizable from the show, that's, you know, that's going to be actually fun to play with. And for a long time, the accessories have been one color, molded plastic, no details, not even the right color sometimes. We all remember the turquoise apples. You know? Yeah. It just been that way for a while and like yeah. Not even cool. So if 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 what I'm seeing here really actually happens I will be thrilled. Yeah, so will I. If I see Big Mac, that's it. I don't care who I need to run over. (laughs) 
Well, absolutely. I mean, in that scooter and hitting it on high and going, yelling, get out of my way, beep, 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 out of my way. (laughs) Well, there are so many boy ponies in Friendship is Magic. And, you know, like G1 for the United States, there were six boys. And they appeared in like two episodes of the show. But Friendship is Magic is different. It's a fully functioning world. There are boys everywhere. They're in every scene because you have boys and you have girls. And society is made up of both boys and girls. It's not like ponies or elephants and we only see the the boys when it's time for mating. (laughs) You know, you have... You have married couples in Friendship is Magic, you know, yep. not not just Cadence and Shining Armor, but you have Mr. and Mrs. Cake, um, you have ponies that are uh, supposed to be dating, you have boy and girl ponies that all one assumes that they're either related or dating because they're never not in a scene together. There are lots of boy characters. There's the doctor from the hospital. There's a boy pony that works with the mayor. There's um, hoity-toity and filthy rich. and There's so many boy characters. That was the one thing, that was the first thing when I took the um, nurse, Nurse Redheart, with me to my orthopedic appointment and showed it to the nurse there. That was the first thing she asked me. Now, is there a, now, is there a doctor pony, too? And there should the be. Show. There is in the show. There yeah, is. in the show there is, but unfortunately not in the pony. No doctor here. I mean, that you know, would be a great just, set to have. It would. Now, I would love to see some of these characters as brushables. I would love to see the Slim Flam Brothers as brushables because they are really fantastic villains. Yeah, they're not like Nightmare Moon, Tirac level villains, but they, they're they realistic villains. They're the type of villain that you actually encounter in real life. They're con men. And I would love to see Brushables of Flam and Flam. Um, I would love to see Brushables of more baby ponies, not just the Cutie Mark Crusaders. I would love to see... A brushable Big Mac. I would love to see a brushable Dr. Pony. I just... I think that maybe now this late in the game, they're just now starting to realize how much more money they could be making if they would get out of their funk. Of girls only? Where they're... This is a girl toy, but we're going to pander to the bronies, but not in a way that actually makes anybody happy. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I'm I'm going to bookmark this. Um, I do hope in the future some of these whispers of of brushable boys comes to fruition. I would love to see the Equestria Girls doll. I would love to see the Equestria Girls dolls integrate boys into the doll sets. I would love to see um, Flash Sentry. I would love to see, um, you know, the, 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 the Pegasus with the big muscles and little tiny wings. He appeared in Rainbow. 